Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You listen to Green, green. you might turn red. red. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I'm on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Before the end of the hour, we're going to speak with uh, Guy Bantelman. His brother, Neil, is in prison in Indonesia. He was convicted of sex crimes against three minors he taught at the International School in Jakarta. There's significant doubt, though, that Neil Bantelman is guilty of the crimes. And uh, Justin Trudeau met with the Bantelman family a few days ago, and he gave them some assurances of what... He's going to do for the family. We'll talk to Guy Bantelman about that. Before the top of the hour, it's 800-263-2428. The number on the Green Show on the Corliss Radio Network after the Jason Kenney victory. Yesterday in Alberta, is it possible for a truly conservative party to win a major election in this country, either federal or provincial? And remember, in 2015, in September, in the federal election, 5.6 million Canadians voted for Stephen Harper. So that's a fairly large constituency. That's a very large constituency. Same constituency, uh, roughly, with which he won a majority government in 2011. Rob, back to you in Toronto. Yes, hi. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I, I think a, a, a conservative party could uh, could win if the leader is truly conservative and he, st- and he sticks to his conservative roots of small government, low taxes, uh, uh, tough measures against criminals and so on. Uh, they, uh, a, 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 if, if he tries to be all things to all people, tries to be a red Tory, wh- whatever you want to call it, uh, he's going to lose because at election time uh, the, he, he he anchors his, his uh, conservative uh, base and, and a very high percentage of them stay home on election day. Patrick uh, Brown, what do you say about Patrick Brown? I, I, I'm confident that he's going to win because I think... Not really uh, a conservative. I'm sorry. He's he's not really a conservative. He certainly doesn't come across like a conservative. Uh, th- there's a lot of things that I'm not happy about with uh, Patrick Brown, but I think he has a good chance of winning. He's because he's running against Kathleen Wynne. As, as far as fiscal conservatism, I, I'm not. Uh, uh, I, I I disagreed with him in uh, certain things like uh, marching in the gay pride parade and so on. But I think the uh, uh, this uh, Ontario Liberal government is screw- screwed up so bad that I I think he he has a a uh, fair chance of winning this. All right. Thank you, Rob. In Toronto, David is in Vancouver, joining us on the Roy Green Show on the Cordless Radio Network. David, thank you for the call. Please go ahead. Yeah, I'm enjoying the program. Thank uh, you, sir. Once, once worked for the Conservatives on Parliament Hill for the right Honorable John Fraser as an executive assistant. You know, I think provincially uh, you might have a Conservative Alberta, possibly in B.C., Saskatchewan, but not in the have-not provinces, Ontario, Quebec, and the four maritime provinces, uh, you know, where you've got the 3,900% liberal MPs, probably the same thing will happen next election. The other problem, Roy, is that we're going to see uh, the changing of the voting system, you know, second pass uh, the post, etc. And at worst, uh, even if, uh, as, as happened out in British Columbia, you will have either the liberals, socialists, or Green parties all gang up and uh, form a minority government like we now have in British Columbia. So, yeah, the idea of conservatives uh, not going to happen. By the way, I wanted to uh, point out, uh, and I presume this went across Canada, but an outstanding article in the Vancouver Province today by David Millard Haskell. And uh, he's a professor uh, at the University of Toronto 
who specializes in, uh, let me just read it here now, uh, as a social scientist and associate professor of religion and culture. Just a brilliant piece about more and more people fighting political correctness because it mm-hmm. has reached a point. And I'll give you a quick example. I, I attend classes all at UBC that I took 50 years ago, and I just find it amazing for a professor to have to say in the year 2017, I hope you don't mind me saying this, I hope uh, I won't upset anybody. I mean, it's just unbelievable. It, it is, it is. It is when you, can, when you can't be comfortable, Dave, when you cannot be comfortable, back. when you can't yep. be comfortable having a conversation with someone, yep. particularly someone you don't know well, and you think, should I say this? Should I not say this? That really takes us into a territory we shouldn't be in. We should be able to speak with one another. By the way, uh, Dr. Zudi Jasser, who's a regular guest on our program, he told us yesterday that he's going to be in Ottawa tomorrow. The federal government invited him to participate with the Heritage Committee questions about M103. And I'm going to play back later on what Dr. Jasser said. He does not like M103. But here's another issue that people will uh, debate. You know, what's wrong with freedom of expression, there's already and there's already criminal law that protects religious beliefs and religious expressions. So, now we'll see where we go with that. I don't. I'm I'm not comfortable with M103, not at all. But what about Canadians generally? Dave is in Winnipeg. Dave, can a political party that is truly conservative win a, a government in uh, in this country? Now you have a you have a, a conservative government in Manitoba, and a conservative premier in Brian Palliser, um, he, two days ago, brought forward his own plan for a carbon tax. But is he a real conservative? Is that a real conservative party? And what's your answer to the question? Yeah, well, the way I was looking at this right now is I don't know if he's a real conservative or not. Um, You know, go back in time, these guys were on the same bandwagon as climate change wasn't even real. Um, but with Trump as the president of the United States right now and not doing it, you know, carbon leakage, all these, I'm not going to list off the stuff. It just doesn't make sense until we harmonize with the United States to do it. So for a conservative to not recognize that and still try and ram it down our throats, it seems to me not very conservative. And to try to bring in a health care tax as well into this province and then bail on it, I don't know if it was fake trial balloon just for some reason, but we really don't seem to have a conservative here. So my, my point was, I don't think the conservatives think a conservative government can be elected. That's a good point. They're afraid of everything. That's a good point. Means, you know, and, and for us guys here that, that want to stay to the right, it's difficult to, you know, we're not excited about voting anymore. You know, even federally, I look at Sherry signed Paris Accord. During a debate with Justin, what's he going to say? Uh, I believe in uh, global warming, but I think we should all fry. You know, he's cornered himself and put himself into a bad spot. Um, now, who's who are you talking about? Justin Trudeau? I, well, I'm talking about Sheer now. Like Sheer, the climate, uh, the Paris climate. Yeah, climate. and then you in Toronto, in, in Ontario, you have uh, Patrick Brown, who uh, has you know is in favor of a carbon tax. These are these should these should be non-starters with any political party that has the word conservative in it. But yeah. but you're right. They're afraid to be truly conservative because they think if they're truly conservative, it's, it's going to cost them an election. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. George is in Mississauga. George, you're going to wrap up this segment with us. What do you say? Um, well, I mean, it's going to be tough. Uh, the majority of Canadians, uh, I'd say 80 uh, percent, you know, they, they would be what uh, we call Democrats in the South. Uh, even the, the so-called conservatives up here, I, as long as they stayed away from the social issues 
and took a more libertarian attitude towards that, they may have a chance. But I, it, you know, if they're telling people how to live their lives, you know, you know, holding their nose up at them, they, they're dead in the water. Unfortunately, well, don't you find that it's the uh, the left wing parties that tell you how you're supposed to live your lives? Oh, absolutely. I know this. You know this, but. Hey, you know, people just don't get that message. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get, you know, I, like I said, the majority of Canadians are nanny status. And for whatever reason, their message is resonating with them. I, I, yeah. It boggles my mind. Well, I, I think that, uh, that leftist party leaders are convinced that they are right. And so they go out there with more of a sense of correctness. They're not afraid to deliver their message. Conservative party leaders are constantly thinking, what if this isn't accepted? What if they don't like this? What if they don't like that? So I believe what the conservative parties are doing is watering down their own philosophical message, and ultimately that's going to cost you. Because if you don't believe in it, you're not going to sound believable, and people are fed up voting for somebody who's not believable. No, absolutely right. Like Patrick Brown, I'm, I'm completely disappointed in what he has to say. I mean, he might as well just be a, a liberal 2.0. As far as I'm concerned, especially with the the carbon tax. Yeah, I'm not happy either. I really am not happy either. He's been on this show a few times, a couple of times. Mr. Brown has sounded like he really has an uh, you know has drive and and has conservative beliefs, but other times I've thought, who am I talking to? Yeah, no, it, it, you know that platform is definitely not a conservative. Yeah, George, platform. thanks for the call, sir. George in Mississauga, Ontario. When we come back, Guy Bantleman will join us. He's the brother of Neil Bantelman, who was convicted in uh, Jakarta, Indonesia, of sex crimes against three minors he taught at the International School in Jakarta. Uh, An Indonesian court declared Neil Bantelman not guilty, and then the Supreme Court of Indonesia weighed in and declared him guilty. So he's now serving 11 years. Uh, Mr. Trudeau met with the Bantelman family earlier this week. And uh, he's promised that he's going to get involved in the case, and it's good that he's doing that because there's a consensus. And even uh, people in Jakarta feel this way. Not everybody, but there are significant numbers of people in in Indonesia who have a, a feeling that Neil Bantelman is not guilty of what he's been convicted of. We'll talk to his brother Guy in just a minute. <laughs> 